To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. The New Zealand Cruise Association, of course, uh, has been putting big pressure on the government to open up our maritime borders. I think I put this to Chris Hipkins and he said, well, we'll look at this in, uh, by October. I think we've got cruises booked from October. But we have a tourism lecturer who reckons, aho, not so fast. First, we need to take a look at the industry's environmental and economic records and the costs and the benefits. So James Hyam joins me now from the Department of Tourism at Otago University. Hello, James. Sure. So the, the cruise industry, you know, it's all lovely when you're on the boat, but cruise tourism does not actually really account for much on land tourism expenditure would be your thesis. Yeah, the uh, the evidence backs that up. Uh, there was a study conducted by the New Zealand Institute of Economic Research uh, released in 2019 that reported uh, in re- relation to cruise that the cruise industry provides about 9% of international visitors to New Zealand. That's around 350,000 passengers per year, passengers and crew. And you would hope that uh, that would result in a, a reasonably significant economic spend um, and a contribution to GDP in this country. But uh, despite providing 9% of passengers, cruise provides a mere 3% of tourist spend in this country. So that study really does highlight one of the problems that I've raised in my article today. Mm. And that is that we need to question the economics of cruise tourism. Well, hold on. Is, is 3% is better than nothing. Three percent is better than nothing, but uh, I think it's important to realise that the cruise model is geared entirely to encourage passengers to spend as much as possible on board for obvious reasons, and therefore as little as possible on or. And uh, it's uh, it's a, a fascinating aspect of cruise that um, the ports of call in, in many instances are, are just a, a distraction, really, to the uh, art of spending money on on board the ship. And um, so, however, I've sat there in Auckland and watched uh, uh, cruise ships disgorge passengers who then go into a flotilla of small vans and vehicles doing short term tours all around Auckland or they catch the ferry and they go to Devonport and whereupon they walk the streets and they they, uh, eat food and they and they buy little stuffed kiwis. You know, there is definitely economic activity that comes off a cruise ship. Yeah, but the, that you know, the economic activity is, is minimal as far as the host community and the host economy is concerned. And all of those uh, excursions are, are generally sold on board. And so uh, the profit is, uh, the ticket is clipped by the cruise liner mm. uh, and um, opportunities to actually spend money within the community are very brief, very fleeting and very minor. Well, as, as we look at the cost and the benefits, you also, say is there, you also say that there is a cost in terms of the environmental impact of these ships. Uh, yes, certainly. Um, and, and I guess you refer there to both the social environment and also the natural environment. Mm. Those are also costs that we need to consider because when you talk about cruise ships, uh, disgorging passengers into uh, into communities, that is uh, that is a very accurate description. Uh, you know, when you get uh, ships that carry uh, five or more thousand visitors, um, they are disgorged and they have a, a, a high potential for high social impact. Um, of course, there are also the environmental concerns that were reported 
in 2021 by the Parliamentary Commissioner for the Environment, who refers specifically to cruise, and again questions the uh, the environmental record of the cruise industry. So if you were in charge, would you say, hmm, no, no cruises? Well, there's a lot of pressure. You mentioned it at the top of this, uh, of this um, report that uh, there's a lot of pressure coming on to reopen the maritime border to the cruise industry and that's uh, happened in some Australian states. Uh, other, uh, uh, in the case of Tasmania, though, there has been a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of um, re- reluctance to uh, to rush to reopen. Um, I think we need to um, think very carefully about uh, the maritime border. Um, I think uh, it would be very timely to uh, critically consider the uh, contributions of, of the cruise industry and uh, use that to inform decisions around uh, how, how welcoming we should be to cruise ships. James Hyam, thank you so much for your conversation, uh, which has got the people going as well. So I, I thank you very much. It is 12-